Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, September 12th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing. 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting Steve Wiltfong on the line from Indianapolis. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, Daniel. A little warm here, but I'm not complaining. Sending this warm heat down I-70 towards Columbus, stopping in Dayton. There are schools in the Dayton area that are getting out early today because of the heat. My son played a football game yesterday on field turf. It was like 110 degrees, no breaks. He made it. I don't see why other tough Daytonians can't make it, but we digress. Is there no air conditioning in the schools in Dayton? In my hometown of South Bend, uh, there is a lunch shortage of food in some of those public schools. So that, And they still kept them in school. I actually think one of the schools that's being shut down has a broken air conditioning. Makes sense. So that's, uh, yeah. I'm going to start today's show with a prediction for a couple reasons. One, because I think it's true. And two, I want to get out in front on this one. I think it's going to become a very popular topic of conversation. I can already start to feel it coming. In the 2021 NFL Draft, Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields will be selected before Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence. And I'm going to give you my reasoning here, and you can either comment on it or uh, choose to take the high road. Ironically, Fields and Lawrence are two of the three highest-rated quarterbacks in the history of 24-7 sports. Lawrence's ranking was 9999, Fields 9998. Number one of all time, for those of you scoring at home, 1,000 for Vince Young. Lawrence went to Cartersville High School. Fields went to Harrison High in Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, in the northwest Atlanta suburbs, about 20 miles apart, so these guys know each other. Both members of the class of 2018. After Fields went to Georgia and left, and Lawrence had the year he had, he has obviously rocketed up the NFL boards, and there were many who said he would have been the first pick of the draft this year had he come out, even though he was a true freshman. When I watched Justin Fields in person the other day, it occurred to me, he has no weakness. He is a physical prototype. He can make every single throw on the field. That's what I needed to see. He's not maybe as far along in his passing as Lawrence, but he's a better athlete than Lawrence. I think he's got an even higher upside, which is a strong statement, but I do believe this is going to become a major hot-button issue in the, you know, the, the Barry Sanders-Emmett Smith argument for the next, what is it, 18 months. Your thoughts on my statement, given uh, the national vibe of both right now? Well, I think that Trevor Lawrence is already getting the Andrew Luck, John Elway-type uh, treatments and his the anticipation uh, so it sounds like the anticipation is extremely high for when he is available to be drafted, and it's uh, going to be quite the uphill battle for anyone to unseat Trevor Lawrence as the number one overall pick uh, in the uh, NFL draft in 2021. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! I accept that. Just We're going to cut and paste this, and it will go next to all my other fantastic predictions that no one remembers. 
All right, let's get to what everyone's here for, recruiting content. Steve Wolfong, the director of recruiting for 24-7 Sports. I am legally binded to ask you the following questions. The four running backs on Ohio State's board, Kevontae Bradford, Jameer Gibbs, Michael Drennan, E.J. Smith, which two do you believe will end up in Ohio State's class if two? Gabe Brooks, our distinguished Texas insider for 24-7 Sports, has forecasted Kevontae Bradford to Ohio State uh, on the 24-7 Sports Crystal Ball, as everyone knows by now, a top 247 recruit from Lancaster, Texas. So sounds like Ohio State's in a really good spot for um, Kevontae Bradford, who Gabe compares to Keontae Ingram, Texas Longhorns, current starting running back. Um, E.J. Smith is a, a young man that I thought Ohio State has always been in a great position for, just figuring out what's – that was you know, Jalen Knighton and B. John Robinson look to be in the fold, so I don't know where things stand at this point, but he's always been high – on Ohio State, so I could certainly still see E.J. Smith uh, being in the class. Um, Jameer Gibbs, I know he's interested in Ohio State, too early to predict him to be a Buckeye. Florida offered yesterday. Long been committed to Georgia Tech, and there's some excitement around Jeff Collins and and what they're building there. Um, and, And why am I drawing a blank? Who's the fourth? Probably because he's not coming here, but Columbus native Michael Drennan. I, I feel my crystal ball is on Kentucky right now. Uh, if Ohio State pushes for Michael Drennan, could they land him? Uh, sure. You know, I don't know what's, I don't know what the uh, status of that one is right now, uh, or where he fits on the on the board, or and even if I, I haven't talked to Michael Drennan about Ohio State in, in, in so long, not that I talk to Michael Drennan regularly, uh, that I don't even know what his interest is in Ohio State. I know people come to this program for answers. I don't have them on Michael Drennan and the Buckeyes. That's all right. Running back recruiting is something we're following religiously. Be on the boards. Bill Green or Bill Curlick often has an update daily, so make sure you stick to that. Obviously, it's something we're going to have to follow until it's worked out. That kind of brings me to my next topic, which is there are hot seats getting hotter for coaches in the Power 5 schools that could have recruits Ohio State would want to take a look at. The three that jump to mind are Tennessee, Florida State, and UCLA. When do you think is a reasonable time to start looking at recruits who are committed to sinking ships? And when do you start to hear rumblings, or have you heard any rumblings about guys committed to those schools in particular, about maybe looking around if things don't pick up? Those are all coaches you just named that are just beginning their second year at their respective schools. And while I certainly understand why people are saying that those programs won't get on track, I don't see their coaching staffs getting let go after two seasons um i i do think that this negative attention hurts the all three of those programs on the recruiting trail but i think that their hot seats won't be relevant until after year three uh but who who knows man maybe maybe you can't get fired in, in two seasons from from one of these type programs I'm not going to predict it's going to happen because the precedent beforehand says that it doesn't. I tend to agree with Steve here and that I don't necessarily see either of the three opening. I could see UCLA and Chip Kelly just being like, you know what, 
Chip Kelly's no longer a real football coach, but we shall see on that one. Okay, this weekend, another big game for the Buckeyes, the Big Ten opener on the road at Columbus West, I mean Bloomington, your home state. Indiana has a couple interesting players on offense, a very good running back in Stevie Scott and a quarterback they have a lot of hope for, Michael Penix. Give us a little scouting report on uh, those two and the Hoosiers in general and kind of what you expect this weekend from your home state squad. Well, this is a team that's given Ohio State some issue in the sense that Y'all have probably turned on the ball game every year for the last five years, expecting to uh, see a blowout by intermission. And, and Indiana's kind of given y'all a run for your money. Um, and uh, obviously, uh, when triple digits hits the clock, the Buckeyes have uh, proven to be victorious. Uh, but these these have been games where Indiana's uh, been a nice test uh, for Ohio State. Um, and I, I think that this game has an opportunity to to be another one that's worth watching. Uh, Indiana's got some good football players uh, on their team. They got some guys that can make things happen on offense. You mentioned Stevie Scott. Uh, they have a pretty deep and talented backfield uh, led by running back coach Michael uh, Michael Hart. But Stevie Scott is the bell cow. He's yet to really bust out um, through two games. Um, but he's proven he proven pro excuse me he proved as a true freshman uh, that that he has a chance to to be really good rushing for 1,137 yards and, and, and 10 touchdowns. Uh, but Cole Jess is a guy that can make things happen out of Lakewood St. Edward. Uh, uh, did he win Mr. Football his senior year uh, when they won a state championship? He he was very dynamic uh, regardless uh, um, and and. Uh, their receiving corps has uh, several guys, uh, Wap, Bill Yor, Donovan Hale, Nick Westbrook. They have a tight end, Peyton Hendershot, uh, that that can hurt you. So there, there's a lot of playmakers. And, and quarterback um, Michael Penix is a guy that's proven that he's always been able to take care of the football in high school and, and in college, um, completing 63% of his passes right now. I like the way he anticipates and, and sees the field and, and tries to throw guys open. Uh, he's a guy that the Indiana staff has been real excited about. Uh, got injured last year, uh, but has looked uh, has shown to be promising this year. And, and, and then his backup, Peyton Ramsey, uh, is more than capable if they, if they have to go to him. Indiana's defense did not tackle well in the opener against Ball State. That was something that really uh, drove Tom Allen, Indiana's head coach, who's defensive-minded nuts. They played much better in week two from that regard against Eastern Illinois. That's not really a team you can judge uh, the Hoosiers on uh, there. But they have experience in their front seven, um, and and they have some athleticism in their secondary. Uh, Indiana has recruited well uh, in the defensive backfield the last couple cycles, so they're young, but, but they've upgraded the talent there. Uh, obviously, I'm expecting Ohio State to win the football game. Uh, there certainly is a chance that Ohio State wins the game handily, but Indiana is a nice test for them here in week three. I would love to see a big performance out of Austin Mack as sort of a homecoming, going away party deal. We shall see. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Appreciate you all. See you on the front row.